right, there, there it is. Um, guess where that is, Jay? Uh, New York. No. Guess again. Denver. Close. Oh, Colorado Springs. Nope. Oh. Keep guessing. Um, You're not going to get it, right? Okay. <laughs> I thought you might recognize, recognize the back. That's Breckenridge, Colorado. Is it really? That's yesterday in Breckenridge, Colorado. Welcome to the Modern Eater Show as we continue. Thanks for tuning in on this Tuesday, right? Um, Tuesday, the 24th of November, as we're um, embarking on this um, renownedly busy shopping week, Thanksgiving week and Black mm-hmm. Friday, obviously, on Friday. Um, thanks for joining us. We've got a lot to unpack here today. The um, New York Times nailed it in an article today. We have the link in the show stream today. If you are watching this show from any other Facebook page besides the Modern Eaters, you're going to want to go to the Modern Eater Facebook page and click on this stream. And what um, you'll be able to do is interact with us. We want your comments today. We've been rushing a lot, you know, packing in a lot of sound offs from restaurants and bar owners. Um, We've been uh, just busy. Jay, yes, we, we are. need to just slow it down a little bit. We want to communicate with you. We want to get your feedback, as there is a lot going on. Uh, snow? Did you notice the snow, Jay? I, I did. I didn't know it was coming, but I saw it. Did you know that restaurants and bar owners, uh, restaurants all over the Front Range, that they're digging out the snow from their dining rooms today? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's Clearing a- the snow off of their dining room tables. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Man, we have so many lovely people in this restaurant and bar industry, and uh, the service industry is just packed with just good people trying to do the right things. And so restaurant owners are all over town and up and down the front range um, clearing off what seating they have left to be able to serve you. And, of course, if you can, support your restaurants and... Um, Go get some takeout delivery. I, I mean, you know, one day a week, you know, pick a small business that you haven't tried before. The narrative has been set. The narrative been, has been set. We have a poll question today. What's the poll question, Jay? The poll question is, is uh, uh, I am so sorry, man. I forget it, I even though I it. put it up. Um, it's a good one. It's a good one. Here's fear-driven. The, here's the poll question. Fear, that's it? Just fear-driven? I'm sorry, man. I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're doing just it, Just check the audio. Are here. the current restrictions and mandates fear-driven or needed? Okay. Um, fear-driven. Wow. Already 88% say uh, fear-driven and uh, 13% say needed. Okay. That's what we're going to go through today. The narrative is, uh, it's been set. And today's show is really just talking about what got us to this narrative we're at today. And I believe that the political climate, the presidential election, uh, the Senate seats, the, the, the congressional seats, have really put Americans in an interesting place. And um, the propaganda that's been created, uh, is it true propaganda? Is data is actually coming out now. Data, factual, factual data, Jay. Actual numbers? Do, do you like factual data? I, I do you love- like facts or do you like propaganda? I, I like facts. I kind of set you up there. I like facts. Again, we want to hear from you today as this show unfolds. Later in the program, and we've got him set, I don't know, about um, 2.30 today, he's going to join us from Colorado Springs and Chuck Sullivan. Um, they call him Chimney Chuck, Jay. <laughs> he, I talked to him. He used yeah. to have a chimney business. He seems like a chimney kind of guy. And again, another small business that um, 
is just trying to figure out how are they going to survive because, it, I mean, they're coming out of the woodworks. People are contacting me constantly. Instant message, DM, email, phone. They're finding us, Jay. Yeah, they, they are. They want, to fe- they want to sound off and give their feedback and just basically frustrated. Like, what can we do? We're law-abiding citizens. I say, what do I say time and time again, Jay? You say when, when, restra- when, the, when the restaurant owners become... No! When, no hold on. I'll, yes. You say when, when you out, restaurant owners become outlaws. No! It, it become outlaws. That's the second part. Yes. I can't get the first, first part. First part, it's easy. Okay. When restaurants and bars become outlawed, become outlaws. Restaurant and bar owners become outlaws. And, and here, here's the thing that I've learned in my years, um, 20, over 20 years in media and broadcasting, is just when you think people are sick of hearing it, Jay? They're just catching on. They're just catching on. Are you catching on? Because if you're not pissed off right now, you're not paying attention, Right. Mm-hmm. You're worrying about the wrong things. This is, these are our neighborhoods. And thank you, Kathy. I'm going to get to your comment, but I want you to comment too on this stream. And I don't know what she has to say, but I will get to it. Um, I want to cover this New York Times article. I wish you would get it in front of you so we can go over it together. The link is in the stream, in the description. But again, talking about the narrative today and uh, what we can do, what we can do here locally. We do not have the best and the brightest in politics. And most of the people, believe it or not, Jay, did you know most politicians, most government officials, they get their decision, they make their decisions on what they get from media? What they get from media news? Can you believe that, Jay? Does that make sense to you, Jay? That doesn't sound like uh, the logic I grew up with. We're all being fed a, f- a bill of goods. Now, I don't know. Again, we're a pneumatic tube, right? I mean, just to be clear, I want you to be completely. The modern eater is not a political show. Small businesses, restaurants and bars should not be. This should not be political. We're Americans. We love our freedoms. We love everything that has to do with capitalism, small businesses, being able to make a living, being able to work hard and the fruits of your labor, reaping the fruits of your labor. Right now, you're being shut down, and there are no fruits. And you're not even being subsidized, right? So we all know the federal government needs to step in and do something. Where are they? They're sitting on their hands, collecting their paychecks and spending time with, do you believe it, Jay? Do you believe just with their media family? Do you believe the politicians and bureaucrats are doing the same exact thing? No. Okay. All right. Um, So restaurants are shoveling off their dining rooms right now, trying to figure out how to stay afloat. I showed you Breckenridge, Colorado, service industry march. Is that going to happen in Denver? Now, listen, good causes, right? Good causes, protests, Black Lives Matter. That was a a, a huge thing. Racial equality. Go down, protest. Have your voice heard. Why isn't this important enough? Why are people afraid to have a voice? Why are people not, they, they're, they're afraid to come on the show, but they'll flood us with emails, voice messages, DMs, flood us. They're uneasy. They're uncertain. The narrative's fed to it. Because you know what, Jay? If you go away from the narrative, if you take yourself and you deviate left or right of the narrative, you're going to kill your grandma and grandpa. That's, that's how the fear-driven... So again, the poll, are the current restrictions and mandates fear-driven or needed? 
Again, this isn't a political thing. And truly, I get a little, um, I get a little uneasy when I see people with good points, when I see people with valid arguments about their business. But then the political division, they do something and, and, and they say something that's political, and it takes their message and it cloudies it. So how do we get past that, right? How do we get past putting forth a political message, which, listen, where has that gotten us? Where have the political messages gotten us other than being played by the puppeteers that have created this division? Where has your partisan politics gotten you, right? So whether you're left or you're right, or you're left to center, you're right to center, and you're, there's so many, we're all truly, right? It's our communities that we need to care about. I've got him standing by. Maybe we uh, take this interview on right now, since this gentleman has been waiting, and then we'll get to this New York Times article. It's, it's a fantastic, uh, they, they nailed it, Jay. Wait until we go over this. They've nailed it, okay? Okay. I'm afraid too, man. I'm, a, I'm afraid that as a food and beverage show, where we renownedly just bring people together, and we highlight our community and our business owners, and we prop them up, and we show them how special and how wonderful and how great it is and how giving and loving the service industry is. Then now it's just rolling over. I'm, a, I'm afraid. I, I, I don't want to go down a road to where fighting for small businesses means that I'm fighting to kill your grandma and grandpa. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want anybody harmed. I wear a mask. In fact, Jay, you know what I like about masks? What's that? It brings out people's eyes. All right. The eyes tell you everything about the soul. There's no distractions about people's teeth or a blemish or their lips. You're seeing people's eyes. You're seeing people's souls now. Beyond that, you know what else I like about masks? What's that? I think people are pretty gross to begin with. <laughs> I don't want to smell people's breath, and I don't, I, you know, Matt, there's a certain amount of, like, I like that you're not in me, that you're not all over me. Does that make sense? I'm not breathing you in. It's absolutely, and I'll tell you this, in, the cold, in the, this cold weather, when you wear a mask and you go into a thing, and, yeah. and whether you, you're, you're kind of like, ah, what a pain in the ass this is, and then as you're walking outside yeah. to the car yeah. or something, you're kind of like, after all this has <laughs> passed? Yeah. Probably going to wear a hey, mask. Man, winter time, the car mask, <laughs> yes. from, you know, from, from the car to the supermarket. As odd as it seems, the mask. So I appreciate it. You guys that are just joining us here, the Modern Eater Show, we air daily 2 p.m. from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, our beautiful studio, mm-hmm. where we'd rather be in here talking about the local business owners and their products. And, and, but who, who, who? If it's not us... And we care so much about small business, and that's what we've done for years is propping up small businesses. Who are we if we don't fight for them? So again, here's our poll. Are the current restrictions and mandates fear-driven or needed? Fear-driven, 94%. Needed, 6%. Okay? I say it time and time again. When restaurants and bars are outlawed, restaurant and bar owners will become outlaws. You're seeing that. You're seeing that. You're seeing Mr. and Mrs. Restaurant, Mr. and Mrs. Bar Owner, at the end of the day, check their bank accounts, 
Look at their business. Look at their employees, the folks that they have to let down, the folks that they have to send home to their families without a paycheck. And then they start thinking, making decisions. Well, how can I cut this corner? I had a, a hairstylist tell me yesterday, Jay, hairstylist say, first portion of the lockdown, the landlord locked down the building. We couldn't get into our salon. We, we couldn't, rightfully so, right? Shut down. That was the first shutdown. Today, she said, if we're, if we're locked down again, shut down again, our landlord has told us we're not going to lock the door. We're going to turn our, turn our head. You do business. There's no relief in sight. The only relief is us. This is all we got. We were played. We were played by the partisan politics that got us nowhere, programmed for months and months and months over the summertime on who to vote for because they're going to do something for you. Where's that now? Yet you, you're going to, yesterday on the show, what did we do? There was a gathering in Orchard Park, New York. A gathering in Orchard Park, New York. Business owners come together at a gym. Health inspector comes with canine unit, force. They didn't want him there. They want him out of there. Subsequently, they left. What did they do? They did something stupid as they yell out the back door, just pretend it's a Black Lives Matter. That's where, that's where it ends. That's where you don't get your message across, when you do dumb stuff like that. Point of the matter is, the next day, on his Facebook page, Councilman Connor Flynn from Orchard Park, New York, he puts out a post with a phone number, Jay. You call this phone number, you can tattle on your neighbor. Too many people at their house for Thanksgiving. Backyard barbecue, you're looking out your window. The narrative is, those people are going to kill Granny. Hospitals, hospitals are overflowing. Call and tell on them. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? That's where we're at right now. Okay? So again, I don't know. I don't, how is it? I mean, I sit here and talk for hours. I don't even know how that is, Jay. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, I mean, you know, air quotes, enjoying it. I mean, you're saying a lot of good stuff. All right, so here's, here's what needs to happen. You know, restaurant and bar owners, you guys keep coming at me, and I appreciate it. I mean, actually steering us in the right direction. Brunson's watching. Irby's watching. Matt Gears, lots of folks are watching. What are you doing? What do you believe in? Who do you believe in? I believe in you. I believe Jared Polis. He doesn't do anything new or different. He's following Cuomo's lead in New York. He's following Newsom's lead in California. Where are they getting their information from? The media. Tuned in to Nine News the other day on Next. I, I think one of the guys got there, got infected with COVID. We had Josh Nuremberg on yesterday, he, chef in Grand Junction. He's seen it from every perspective. But the media narrative is, you're going to kill grandma and grandpa, okay? Because they're fit, fed all of this stuff during the political process. But the narrative is changing. Data's coming out. This New York Times article, I'm telling you, we got a great interview coming up next. Chuck Sullivan. Put that graphic up again, Jay, about supporting local. Put that graphic up. Mm -hmm. Hashtags. These are the hashtags. This is, we collectively, okay, 
Forget reaching out to your political officials. Forget reaching out to your commissioners. Forget reaching out to your politicians. Forget reaching out to the governor. Reach out to your media outlets. Give them facts. Give them data. Send them to this New York Times article. It's us. We need to change the narrative. You, I mean, you've heard it. Are the restrictions and mandates more detrimental than the virus itself? You're watching it all crumble around you, folks. Now, either you have a job, that the paychecks just keep... Good for you. Good for you. Glad you have a paycheck coming in. A lot of people's businesses have been in their families for generations after generations after generations are crumbling in front of your eyes. So if you want to go stuff breadsticks into your face from Olive Garden as you see the small business division from big business get bigger and bigger because they have these lobbyists that they could say, okay, let's buy our ticket on Frontier Airlines and let's go nuts to butts with 200 of our closest friends we've never met but you're not gonna go support Chuck Sullivan's business in Colorado Springs. Twisted Apes Bar and Grill. That's next, right here, the Modern Eater Show continues. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumpling, for by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi. Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badassery today. Welcome to Tommyknocker Brewery here in beautiful Idaho Springs. Uh, we brew normally twice a day. Currently brew about 18 different beers. And right here is our brew kettle, steam-fired brew kettle, and uh, we generate our steam with natural gas. We get our natural gas from Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto. I really like working with Brian because he explains how the system works of getting your natural gas. It's not a mystery. I actually understand our energy bill. Watching the Modern Eater, and now back to the show. Welcome back. If you're not pissed off, you're not paying attention, right? I know you're getting ready for Turkey Day, and um, 
It's an interesting time we're living in. I want you to have the conversation around the dinner table with the few folks that you can gather with and Zoom with. That here's the, here, here's the message. Changing the narrative. As Americans, not partisan politics, data-driven information. Talk about data, okay? Read this New York... Just do this. Just read this New York Times article at the dinner table and discuss this. Don't go down the rabbit hole of if you're wearing a mask, you're a Trumper, or if you're not wearing a mask, you're a Trumper. That's all gone. You were played, okay? The narrative. I believe safer at restaurants, (laughs) okay? I believe that. I really do. Okay, I'm going to play you after this gentleman, after we visit with Chuck here, I'm going to play you a rerun from a couple of days ago. We had some choppy internet, so I know a lot of our, our um, viewers may have dropped off and never revisited. But Troy Gard from Tag Restaurant Group, right? 600 employees this time last year. 25. Coming up. 25. He said on the show that he's going to be closing down his re- some of the restaurants. We're going to play that back for you. Stick around for that. Okay, let's go room zoom 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 down to Colorado Springs, Colorado right now. We got Chuck Sullivan, Chimney Chuck, man, Twisted Apes Bar and Grill for now. Um, welcome to the Modern Eater Show, Chuck. How's it going? How's it going, Greg? I don't know. You've heard me. What do you think? <laughs> right? Am I losing my mind here or what? I think we're all losing something. It's true. Okay, the poll today. Are the current restrictions and mandates fear-driven or needed? Fear-driven comes in at 94%. Needed, 6%. Okay, people are looking around. People are looking around. So, okay, tell us about yourself and um, what's going on down there in Colorado Springs. Well, as everybody knows, everybody's going to red zones or red dial meter, whatever the hell they want to call it. Um, so now they're enforcing that on to us in El Paso on Friday. Well, we're a new bar grill and we've only been open since May 29th. And I formed a group during the first lockdown called the backbone group. Hence small businesses are the backbone of this country. We employ more people than anybody, any corporation in the world. And we got to keep them alive. But with all these mandates and everything, none of us can survive on just takeout, no dine-in, anything like that. So we are formed this group, and we're going to have a huge meeting here tomorrow with a lot of us, and our group is getting bigger. And we got to fight back because some of us, there is no going backwards anymore. It's we either stay open or we don't open it ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, I, have a problem. I mean, that that is what's happening. So people, as they gather, are you, did you see the footage from Orchard Park, New York? Yes. Okay. So a gathering at a gym. Now, you could be the next Orchard Park, New York. I, I, I'm begging you and anybody else that's listening that's going to create a gathering of business owners. Make it for everybody. Make it all-inclusive. Take the politics out of this and talk about the facts. Talk about what narrative you want to have and come to a consensus and leave any of the rhetoric out that has to do with dividing people. Please, I beg you. I beg you. I want you to be heard. 
Well, we want to be heard. I mean, the point is we are actually being heard. I've had many discussions with the health board. Um, and, you know, and that's, I'm the one that helped fight to get uh, the pool tables reopened back up and the karaoke brought back and everything like that. So I've showed data or not just data. I just know a little few more things that they're going to allow pagers for these restaurants or for your seating position. Why can't someone play pool? They're in the same social group. You know, I mean, so we opened up our pool tables, never closed them down. We rented them out. We, we had to check them in or check them out at the bar, left your ID, rented the pool tables by the hour. When we, they brought them back, we washed them. How hard is that? I mean, it, some of the things that they say, these restrictions are just, they're nonsense. They, you know, let's put a tent outside. That's just another building. Yeah. A, t- a tent is a building. Why can't we just open the doors or windows in our building and just turn the heat on? And guess what? We have a tent. Yeah. The narrative's been set, Chuck. You know that. The narrative's been set that most of the sheeple that watch the evening news have been fed for the longest time that your indoor dining room, you're going to get COVID and bring it back to your mom or your dad or your grandma and grandpa, and you're going to kill them. Okay? Right. And let's, let's not discount injury, illness, or death. Let's not do that. Right. I mean, this goes back to and a great conversation with I, that I have. And I don't want to step on your thunder because you, you really put a point in my head that I want to drive home. And let's talk about mitigating risk. Right. Let's talk about um, let's talk, give me that analogy again as far as raising right. the speed limit. All right. So back in I don't remember what year it was. Somebody sent me an article on when they wanted to lower the speed limit to protect the masses. So nobody wanted to follow that because they said the risk of traveling faster to get from point A to point B was worth the risk. Instead of going at a slower speed and getting there a lot, takes a lot longer to get there. So that's why we have the speed limits we have. Nobody wanted to do 35 on a freeway. You know, I mean... Might as well just create a bunch. Of, might as well just go back to the wagon days if we're going to keep going at 30 miles an hour. Let, let, me, let, me, let me button up that analogy because I think it's great and I want to get it on track. The analogy is, is that speed limits were built around cars that weren't very good, weren't very safe, didn't have airbags, didn't have the capabilities, couldn't travel fast at a fast rate of speed with that amount of safety, right? So speed limits were put in place. And it's basically to mitigate your chances of dying in a car accident because nobody wants to die or be killed in a car accident. So you, you, right. you try and make it as safe as possible. So the goalposts move, right? So increasing that speed limit, and, and obviously you're, you're catching what we're laying down here, the fact of the matter is, is now that data is coming out, now that new data is, that factual data that's coming out, not just the media narrative, factual data is coming out that says, you know what, we're learning more about this virus. So is, is, the, treatment, um, is the treatment of what we're doing through restrictions and mandates more deadly than the virus itself and figuring out where that middle ground is? Well, right now, what we're seeing is the division with small businesses suffering mightily, okay? So with that same analogy, um, we need to look at that right now uh, to figure out what is safe. And I think the data is showing restaurants are probably 
some of the safest places you can possibly be. That's true. I mean, I got a motto at my place. I can leave the lights on. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's... So what's next for you, man? I mean, you know, shutdowns, no relief in sight. How much longer you got in business? You were, you've been in business since May. And a lot of people are saying, man, Chuck, get back to chimneys. That's going to be much more solid <laughs> of work for you, man. Go back and... Well, I, the sad part about that, when the first lockdown is, I didn't have... I had three calls for the whole lockdown for chimneys. So, you know, it, it's not a safe business either because nobody wanted anybody in their house. Yeah, they don't want COVID chimney chucks sliding down their chimney, you know, bringing right. COVID into their house. Who, who well, wants that? Okay, so Colorado Springs, you got an audience of people watching right now. You've got a call to action. You've promised me you're not going to make it a political thing or a division. Everybody's welcome. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Tell me what you're organizing. Well, we're organizing, of course, not the shutdown. Um, I look at it this way. If you're scared of the virus, you can stay home. Um, if you don't scare, if you're not scared of the virus and you want to take the risk, support your local business. Don't go support these huge chains that are worth billions of dollars. I won't give any examples, but, you know, we had a big traffic jam down here for this all this week. You weren't in line? Uh, you weren't in line, Chuck. You weren't at the in the Let in and out. Let me tell you line. what. You couldn't get, pay me a million dollars to eat one of their burgers. And I, I mean, I know I have the best burgers in town, and I'm not just saying that because I own the place. I mean, plenty of people that were on their website or on their page when everybody was talking about In and Out Burger literally posted our name for the best burger in town. Mm. On the stream, I told you about this gentleman earlier today while we were on the phone, Mark Henry in Colorado Springs with Happy Belly Taco. Um, he, he wrote on this, call me, please. I'm going to give you his information. Um, other, All right. other owners, other business owners are looking. Now, remember, so, so there's somebody out there. There's somebody out there waiting for you to do this because they can't wait to call a phone number to get liquor enforcement down to see you, to get the health department, somebody, somebody's coming to see you. And, and right now, you know what? They're threatening you with your licensing. You know that? Um, well, they're threatening me with my livelihood, and that's my money, so that's playing with my emotions. Yeah, it's going to get interesting, man. Um, talk about the restaurant. I love hearing about your burgers, man. I want to know more. I, it, I'm thinking maybe I need to head down I-25 and get myself a delicious and juicy Twisted Apes Bar and Grill burger. Well, I'm going to tell you, so when we opened, I, had, I called in some favors. Some, I've been doing restaurants and bars a long time. And I called in a favor from Chef Don. He happens to be a four-star chef in 40 countries. Um, and he helped me come in and design what I wanted and train my, my cooks and everything like that. And I'll tell you what. It, I mean, everybody that comes here to sample our food, they come back again. Um, and it's not just because our atmosphere. It's literally we welcome everybody. I and mean, not only do we have bikers, we have cars, we have we have football fans. We have music fans. I mean, it, our stage alone is 32 feet by 24 feet deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the sound system is ungodly. Mm-hmm. Um, right, one room, we have six pool tables. Um, our, our, like I said, our food is this. You never know what our special is going to be. We, two weeks ago, one of our cooks made a Philly steak cheese soup. Oh, my God, that thing was off the chain. Uh, 
I mean, I couldn't stop eating it. The other night we did a spaghetti special that our first time doing it, we sold out in just a couple of days. And we're talking huge proportions of go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you won't leave here hungry. I love it. I love it, man. I mean, you know, what would we be without businesses like yours? What would we be? Gotta be generic. Be so gross, man. It, I mean, it'd be a Walmart. You, 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 do you remember the days when we were kids growing up and you actually, you had the USSR, right? I mean, the, right. the, the Soviet Republic. And we were told that you'd line up and there was one type of cheese in the store, one type of milk, and you, everything was in a brown wrapping. I mean, that, that, everything was just generic and everybody got the same yep. thing. And everybody was okay with it because the narrative was there. And that was the government. That was the government taking care of you. We will take care of you. Where are we now? Look around, people. Look the hell around. Wake up. Start getting pissed. I was just going to say that. I actually, that's my favorite saying, wake up, America. This isn't politics. This is us. What, Ho Chi Minh, what he's doing in, in, in North Korea? Does that matter? No. What's happening in your backyard? Does it, yes. Does that matter? Yes. Your neighbors, your loved ones, your family, your businesses. You got people calling you. You got to get back to work, man. So t- tomorrow, again, how can we tell people how to get a hold of you? What's the best way to get Call my bar. They can actually call my cell phone if they're interested. In Give out your cell phone. It's 720-417-0318. Did you say something about um, one of the greatest American patriots, John Teague Teagan's going to be uh, attending? One, am I jumping the gun on that thing, or is, is, is Teague Teagan? Actually, I was actually one of his road captains for Open Up Colorado when we all, the big bike rally showed up at the Capitol. Um, and we spoke at the Capitol. Um, actually, right after he spoke at the Capitol, he handed the megaphone to me. So it was a very big honor. He, I support his foundation, Battlefields and Beyond. Great organization. He tries to help these vets out 100%. Um, the man is amazing. He is. Um, he came here, did a book signing, and we raised some money for him and everything like that. And great turnout. People just love this guy. Um, He's got to be, and I got to catch up with uh, Teague again. I've had the opportunity to interview, um, talking about the book and, and Benghazi, his participation in Benghazi. What an American patriot, right? He must be. Yeah. He's alive, right? I, I was going to say rolling. He's probably rolling over in his bed. Like, what the hell did I fight for? What am I, what did I do? Where are we, It's patriots like that, he's amazing. Promise me, okay, please promise me, the narrative. We need, your your local bureaucrats and politicians, they've shown you where they're at, right? They're sitting on their hands. They're sitting on their hands. Is relief on the- They say one thing and do another. Yeah, hey, check this out, right here. I'm doing something Uh over here though, okay? the narrative you need to get a whole you need to get media attention okay people need to start talking in a calm way about what the facts are the epidemiologists 
Go around, just sample some what these epidemiologists, if you don't believe in it, you believe in science, do you really? Do you really? Or do you believe just the pick and choose science that the narrative that came out that you bought into lock, stock, and barrel, do you only believe in that narrative? If you believe in science, dig a little deeper. Okay? I have. I not you. I'm not talking home. about you. I'm not talking well, about Well, my fiance, the nice thing about it, my fiance is the head microbiologist for one of the main hospitals down here. So it's very interesting to learn what's going on. And I've had several people from base because I have a lot of uh, people from Fort Carson here. Uh, actually, one of the guys that runs my radio station that I have, uh, Twisted Radio, mm. which is an Internet-based radio station. He's actually a retired captain. And it's one of those things that we are very patriotic. I have a huge community, a huge following. And we're going to survive one way People are calling you, man. This interview's uh, working out. I like that. Um, okay, so, dude, you're getting to get... I want to get... I want to do a follow-up with you, okay? I want to do a follow-up with you. When do you plan on gathering? Tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Thanksgiving Eve. Tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Yep. I like that you're not putting it on the back burner. I like that you're not saying, okay, well, let's do it next Monday. Time is of the essence. The time is now. Yes. And... Um, I already probably have 50 to 60 business owners going to be here tomorrow. And if not more, it, the list is growing by the minute. So we're done. We're done falling into compliance with an unconstitutional. Well, here's the thing. Okay. So just, just, and just a second, because I like to look around corners just because you open up your dining rooms or you do this collectively, you still need guests. And the guests are sitting out there terrified because when the governor speaks and says the dining rooms are unsafe and you're going to kill your grandma and grandpa, <laughs> he's like, turn off my damn phone. I'm trying to do an interview. When your guests... Well, my bartender's not answering the phone. <laughs> answer the damn Just phone. Do, do that old school, pick it up and click it back down. Nobody, nobody's going to know one time. <laughs> That's, right. That's the old school. <laughs> Just that old school one. Uh, you, we, the guests. The guests need to feel comfortable and safe. And I think the restaurant and bar owners, that's all they want to do, you know. Safer at restaurants, man. I truly believe it's safer. And we're very clean. I mean, literally, we are very clean. My staff are wiping down everything. Um, I mean, all of us take pride in what we do. And, you know, I look at it this way. If you don't feel safe coming somewhere, don't go. You know, stay home. Do what you got to do to protect you. But I'm also doing what I got to do to protect me. No, I feel you. When restaurants and bars become outlawed, restaurant and bar owners become outlaws. And these guys are going to gather, and it's going to be more than their family members, and more than, I don't even know, what is it, four now, six now? What can, I don't know. The goalposts move. But tomorrow, you will be an outlaw. Tomorrow, you oh, well. will be a wanted man. Yeah. And yeah, all you want to do is serve a burger. Oh, you want right. to serve a burger? Make, right. make sense I'll, of that for me. Actually, you know what I like about having a place like this? I love it that I can have people come in, and even if it's only momentarily or whatever amount of time that they're here, they have a smile on their face, and they're not thinking about what's going on in the outside of the world. Okay, dude, I've been under great authority that uh, Governor Polis watches the show. Okay. Take uh, your closing comments and speak directly to the governor. Governor, 
you need to quit being a millionaire and think about it when you first began your business a long time ago, what the struggles were. And realize just because you're rich now, you started somewhere. And everybody else has started their business now or been in business a long time. You can't dictate to us now that you're worth so much money and tell us what we're going to do. You work for us. That's all I got to say. He's an employee of the people. We'll catch up soon, brother. All right. Thank you. Go do it. Go do it. Keep kicking. Keep kicking. We need you to. We need you to keep kicking. We are going to. Yeah. There he is. Joined us today. Chimney Chuck. Twisted Apes Bar and Grill, Colorado Springs. That's the salt of the earth, man. It, it really is, and and you know, not knowing uh, the guy or anything, but give you, me but a not you, for nothing. But you know, his, not for nothing. But you know his plight. Um, not for nothing. But if I can go to Walmart and 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 buy some ramen noodles off the shelf, or you know what have you, yeah. not for nothing. Why can't why can't I go to to uh, uh, um, Twisted Apes yeah. and get a burger? You see that they can be lured in. the The amount of marketing, right? The amount of marketing that a large business in and out, right? The media laid over. Oh yeah. The media laid over to promote In and Out opening up in Colorado Springs. But that's a big deal, Greg. And they came. They came, right? Yeah. The media is laying over right now. The media is perpetuating a narrative that began back when you were propagandized by political parties that wanted to get into your brain. You're not a pinhead, are you? You're not a. You're reading. Are you reading? If you're reading, click on that link that we put in the description. Small gatherings spread the virus, but are they causing the surge? There's some good stuff in there. We're going to go over this article together. Also, we're going to play you a interview that we did a couple of days ago. I'm going to cut this baby out, Jay. I'm going to cut this suck. It's Troy Guard. I mean, first of all, what a privilege it is to have you guys, you guys, right? Five years we've built our trust with you. Five years we've given and given and given. This hasn't been easy. I'm I'm not looking for a sympathy card, but there's been, I've maxed out quite a few credit cards keeping this show alive. I've laid in my bed in the fetal position as an entrepreneur, small business owner, saying, how can I keep the modern eater going to give you a voice? That's all true stuff. I'm staying up till 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, cutting up little videos, cutting up audios, reading voraciously. I'm voraciously reading. I'm getting up early. After 15 years of doing morning radio, I said there'd only be one 5 o'clock in the day. No more 5 a.m.s. I'm up early. I'm up early. Getting this together, this is a pneumatic tube for you, our small businesses. We wouldn't be worth anything, right? I'll guarantee you, Jay and I, we could lay it down. We could go sit back and... Actually, I got nothing to do at home. So it's a little lonely in quarantine. Not like I have much to do. But we, we could be doing nothing. You know that. And doing nothing's real easy. Well, doing nothing is doing something, and they're doing something right now, the bureaucrats and the politicians. Silence speaks volumes. Where are they? You fought for them. You were out there. Vote. Go vote. 
Go vote. Get out there. Your voice was strong. Go vote. Where's your voice now? Kind of makes me sick. You same people. You were willing to sacrifice friends over politicians and partisan politics that got us nowhere. And then Chef Andrea Fritzi or George Eater or the list goes on. They're brushing the snow off of their dining rooms right now. Who the hell are you? Who am I? Does patriotism mean anything anymore or is that a racist term? If you care about small businesses, do you want to kill your grandparents? What the hell have we created? If you're not pissed off, you're not paying attention. We're going to come back. We're going to go over this. this we're going to go home run. New York Times home run. Home run. Okay? Forget reaching out to your politicians. You're, these are not the brightest people. Commissioner Jones is not the brightest person. Some are, right? I'm not, dis, I'm not throwing name-calling around. I'm just telling you, most of these people, they get what they're going to do from the 5 o'clock news, from the national news that comes out with their narrative, okay? You know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But each and every one of us, we have our own little media outlet. What you choose to do on your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, whatever, what you choose to do has meaning. It has power. So, as we look at today's poll, and I hope you participated, are the current restrictions and mandates fear-driven or needed? 92% say fear-driven. 8% say needed. Meanwhile, businesses, small businesses everywhere, they're looking around. Well, what do I, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Small Business Owner, you're waking up today just like the rest of putting your shoes on. Shoe, sock, shoe, sh sock. Or sock, sock, shoe, shoe. I don't know which guy, which guy uh, are you. Serial killers do, do sock, shoe. Nobody does Everybody's that. Everybody's doing the same thing, but... Ah, well, today I'm going to get up and I'm going to furlough the rest of my employees, send them home, you know. Here's the phone number, unemployment, see if that'll do anything for you. Um, I'm going to go look at my bank account. Well, no, it depresses me. Well, you know, I'll probably argue with my loved ones, maybe crack open a couple of beers and maybe go to the bar, right? No one's inside your restaurant. That bar looks pretty good. Right? That top shelf stuff. Mm -hmm. Let me go grab that McAllen 12. You know, start sipping at noon. What's going to happen? Because you're, you're, you're afraid. You know, you're like, I, I don't want to come across like I'm not a law-abiding. I've done everything. Why would I stop now? I've done everything right up to this point. I've worn my mask. You say shut down last call, 10 p.m.? Cool. 8 p.m.? Fine. No more dining rooms? Okay, I'll close them down. Take my guests, put them on the patio, dip into my pocket. Maybe, I don't know, let's, let's buy an igloo. Let's build an igloo. Let's get a greenhouse. Let's buy heaters. What can we do? How do we survive? It's an exercise in futility. 
the media, the media narrative. Get a hold of Nine News. Get a hold of Denver 7. Get a hold, get a hold of Fox 31. Hey, did you read this New York Times article? Hey, did you know this? Hey, did you know small businesses? Hey, did you know when it comes to outbreaks? Here we go. This is what we're going to talk about. Here's a little excerpt. And then we'll break. We'll come back. And by the way, we're going to play you some commercials from some great small businesses who keep this show on the air. Support those guys, right? We're going to read some comments, too. We got some comments? Yeah. Okay. Um, here's a little excerpt. And then we're going to play. Uh, I'm telling you, you got to watch this Troy Gard interview, man. Raw. Trusting us. Trusting us to give his voice and, and lay it down like it is. Real. Not sugarcoating. Right? Just lay it down. I got to get to this excerpt. Sorry. Out of the uh, New York Times. All the, way about, from, all the way from New York. Talks about Colorado. It's a good one. Colorado cited in this. The hell is it? I'm not even organized. Um, I mean, I can tell you Don't a story tell me what to do. from my childhood what if you want you do? While, you, while you look for it. <laughs> you didn't black yeah. that out? The year of our Lord, 1976. <laughs> the earth was graced. With Jay Parker. With Jay Parker. I love it. All right, I'm going to get together. We'll go over this article together. Get it out. Have it in front of you. Comment. If you're watching this from any other stream besides the Modern Eater's Facebook, um, go to, so you, just because we want to communicate with you. Also, reach out to me directly. Greg, G-R-E-G, my name, Greg at themoderneater.com. I want to hear from you. People are coming out of the woodwork. Okay. All right, we'll take a break, hear from some local sponsors. We will come right back. We'll go over this article, and then we'll play you that Troy Gard interview. Of course, we'll be back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Here it is, excerpt. I was <laughs> tap dancing to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> in Colorado, Colorado, here we go. We like when we talk about Colorado because it applies to us. Take it in. I'll go slow. Only 81 active cases are attributed to social gatherings. Keep that in mind. When you're at home, and your family's not around you, or they are in your outlaws, and your neighbor's peeking through your curtains to see if they can call a phone number, <laughs> turn you in. 81 active cases are attributed to social gatherings. Compared, compared, okay, here we go, let's focus on this. Compared to more than 4,000 from correctional centers and jails, 3,300 from colleges and universities, Nearly 2,400 from assisted living facilities. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker as you determine what you're going to do with your small business. This is the kicker. And four, this is Colorado. 450 from restaurants, bars, casinos, and bowling alleys combined. 450. Be right back. <laughs> I love the laugh. Like right now? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's Kyle Mindenhall. I'm talking with uh, my good friends from the Modern Eaters show. Keep supporting them. There's a lot of good stuff happening.
We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. I just want to thank everybody for showing so much support to small local restaurants in this really hard time. And you're watching The Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. If you're a gambler, I don't know how you kind of keep, keep, keep going on this, right? There, there's no... I, I don't see an end in sight. Everyone tells me there's a vaccine and it's 90% or 95% this and a new president that and, you know, but w when is that? Do we know January, March, June, November next year? Nobody knows. No. So. And the goalposts keep moving and. They do. That's the hardest thing when you you don't have, you know, you can have your game plan, but like you said, it, it changes every day and every week. And there it is, voice of Troy Guard. We're going to play that interview um, just coming up. If you missed that interview, sit back. You're not getting this programming anywhere else. I'll tell you that. If you're not here with us every single day, you're missing out. This is the pulse. You're seeing it happen right in front of you. I've been telling you all along, you pro it's probably now just catching on. When restaurants and bars become outlawed, Jay, what happens? Restaurant and bar owners become outlaws. It's true. It's true. Okay, that Troy Guard interview, we'll play that coming up. Compelling. I, I, play, I had to go back and I rewatched it. Our internet was a little herky-jerky the other day, so I don't know how many people stuck around for that. If you did, you're, you're man. Th uh, thank you. Thank, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but if you didn't, you got to watch it. You have to. It'll make you cry. It'll make you freaking cry. The real conversation needs to take place inside your house. No more party politics. Please put the party politics down. You truly want to be able to say with great confidence, we're in this together? Make it true. Don't make it, we're in this together if, or we're in the, this together but, or we're in this together if you. No, non, unconditional, we're in this together. That's what that means. Okay, New York Times article. Hopefully you have this in front of you. Okay, it's 304 in the Mile High City. Thank you. Time check, Jay. 304. Yeah, what's the temp? Temperature outside, approximately uh, 54 <laughs> degrees. Uh, restaurant and bar owners everywhere. Restaurant owners, right? Bars are shut down. Restaurant owners are they're, um, brushing off their patios, their dining we, rooms. We, we just need a word for restaurant bar, a, a thing, you know, we'll call it. 
restaurants. Now that's just restaurants. restaurants. <laughs> Man, I just that, was, that just came out and it, w- it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be like that. But I like anyway, it. Yeah. I like it. So restaurants everywhere. Restaurants. Okay, small gatherings spread the virus, but they are causing the sur- are they causing the surge? I hate r- readings. I hate watching people read stuff. But I think it needs to go through. I'm just going to go through the highlights of this and then just do a little commentary as we go. Uh, So it says, and again, New York Times article, as states struggle to contain the restaurants already, off to a great start. (laughs) You you want me to read that for you? As states struggle to contain the resurgent coronavirus, many officials are laying the blame on an unexpected source, people gathering with friends and family. Quote, it's those informal private gatherings where we're seeing the ignition taking off in terms of the infection rate, Governor Ned Lamont of Connecticut said earlier this month as he announced that private events would be restricted to 10 people. He's, he's, he's getting this information from the news, man. Okay? Household gatherings have become, quote, become a major vector of disease spread said Alex Azar, the Health and Human Services Secretary, said in an interview with CNN in late October. But many epidemiologists fear that far less certain, they're saying that it is little evidence to suggest that households gatherings were the source of the majority of the infections since the summer. Indeed, it has become much harder to pinpoint any source of the outbreak. It has become much harder to pinpoint, pinpoint the source of the outbreak. Now the virus, um, it, it's interesting. In Colorado, we, we read this. In Colorado, only 81 active cases are attributed to social ga- gatherings compared with more than 4,000 from correctional facilities and jails. 3,300 from colleges and universities, and nearly 2,400 from assisted living facilities, and 450 collectively, combined 450 from assisted living facilities, I'm sorry, from restaurants, bars, and casinos, and bowling alleys, 450. Combined. 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 Yeah. Uh, Quote, it's a way of distracting from the harder public health work that we need to do. That's coming from Ellie Murray, an epidemiologist at Boston University. Quote, a pandemic is more a failure of the system than a, fail, than a failure of, the, of individual choices. Take that in. Failure of the system rather than individual choices. It's a way of distracting from the harder public health work that we need to do. Think about that, right? Look at what I'm doing here while I'm doing this here. Get to work. Get to work. Again, if you're not pissed off, you're not paying attention. It's important to give good public health advice about what's coming in the holidays, no doubt about it, said Dr. Tom Inglesby, director of the Center for Health and Security at John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. But, the big but, here's the big but, Jay. But it is not good to suggest that they are now the preponderance of the source of spread. Social gatherings have become a convenient scapegoat for political leaders flummoxed 
by the steeply climbing numbers, some experts said. Flamuxed. Have you ever heard that word, Jay? No, I use it a lot different than that. Social gatherings have become a convenient scapegoat, just as I believe restaurants and bars have become a convenient scapegoat by political leaders who are flamuxed. Got to look that up. By the steeply climbing numbers, some experts said. Quote, it seems like they are passing off the responsibility for controlling the outbreak to individuals and individual choices. Again, said Ellie Murray, an epidemiologist from Boston University. A constant drumbeat about the dangers of social gatherings may help to convey the seriousness of the current surge, she said. On the other hand, in some states, the misrepresentation has led to, a draconian, to draconian policies that don't square with science. They're telling you that they don't square with science. Talk about this around your dinner table. You're going to get somebody, inevitably, that's going to shove it right back down your face. You're being selfish. You're going to kill your grandma and grandpa. You're going to kill your mom and dad. You're being selfish by telling me these facts. The media told me different. Okay? Forget your politicians, forget your bureaucrats, reach out to your media outlets. Give them these facts. Give them what these experts are saying. Governor Tim Waltz of Minnesota on Wednesday took the extraordinary step of banning people from different households from meeting indoors and outdoors, even though the evidence has consistently shown the outdoors to be relatively safe. But the executive order allows places of worship, funeral homes, and wedding venues, you've heard this before, while they are encouraged to hold virtual events to host as many as two people, 250 people indoors. Vermont, likewise, forbade people from meeting neighbors for socially distanced and masked walks, but permitted them to dine indoors at restaurants before 10 p.m., these recommendations are unscientific and, quote, bizarre, said Ashley Tewitt, an infectious disease modeler at the University of Toronto. Right? Throw, throw that away. If people are going to meet up, doing so indoors is probably the lowest risk way to do it, she said. Telling people they can't spend time safely indoors isn't a rational approach. Just doesn't make sense. People are going to recognize that and push back. You're seeing it now? The pushback. Look, this isn't adding up. Look, stop. Stop giving me this BS. Dissident. Policies also run the risk of fueling, we're seeing this now, fueling mistrust and resentment in a public already beset with fatigue from the pandemic and its policies. Quote, if you're an average person looking at what's allowed and what's not allowed, it may not make a lot of sense, she said. I can get together with nine of my best friends and sit around a table at a restaurant, so why can't I do that in my house? I don't, I don't know, because you've been told to. You don't know what's best for you anymore. Someone else knows what's best for you. Political correctness is eating itself. In most places, the virus is too widespread to claim 
with any confidence, any confidence where someone became infected. It's truth. That's the truth. Sum it up, right? I mean, I'm done reading. You get it. You get it. You get it. You get it. So, I don't know, Jay, what do you want to do first? You want to take some comments and feedback and then play the heartbreaking Troy Gard interview? Um, if you've got that queued up, let's do that uh, video because, you know. Why? Yeah. Well, because I figure you just uh, talked for a long time, and maybe just now they watch a video. <laughs> you know, human talking, video talking, human t- I mean, alternate. I know. That's I, just where I go. Or I, I can start reading no, these I comments. I figure out where this Troy Guard interview starts. It's good. It starts right here. You got it? Yeah. I'm okay. Figure this out. I mean, I can start reading them, and you just point at me. Indoor dining clothes. Get this going. Okay. This is a couple days ago. Chef Troy Guard. Businessman, chef, trying to figure it out like the rest of us. Very candid inside. I mean, man, told more truth. Yeah, he breaks it down. Then it's like didn't hold back. I don't know if media outlets have caught on to this. Other people, I haven't seen Mark Antony or, or anybody push him. He's closing some restaurants. He he's doing a capital call. Are the investors going to show up and give him money? Would you? Would you give a restaurant any money right now, or are you throwing money in a hole? I mean, well, if, if come you, on, tell the if truth. you want me to answer yeah. it, I'd say it depends on who on who it's going really? to. Troy Gard, Troy Gard. I, yeah. pro- I if I had money to actually, yeah. I pro- somebody like Troy, I probably would. You'd, probably would. You'd, if it's so, if it's somebody with a less reputable past, yeah, you'd prop up his restaurant right now, knowing the directions that they're going in. That's just a money pit. You would, okay. Well, uh, well, some like, swampland well, for like you I'm too, Jay. Well, <laughs> like I'm saying, I mean, you're saying I have it to loan, and and, and I, well, there's more to it All than right, that. Let's play this trick card. Yeah, it can be on a date with your 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 significant other. It can be your family of four, your family of five, but not you know eight, ten friends getting together from different households. That is how the virus spreads. All right, uh, that's the governor, Governor Polish, yesterday in a in a one hour press conference talking about the latest restrictions and really restaurants seem to be the target of those restrictions. Indoor dining is closed and this gentleman right here who uh, thrives on indoor dining, fine dining experiences as well, and really doesn't like outdoor dining. Uh, I don't really believe that COVID doesn't go outside into tents, but um, that's just my opinion. Chef Troy, Troy Gard joins us right now, Tag Restaurant Group, and always value your opinion. Chef, uh, just reactions. First of all, uh, go ahead. React to yesterday's press conference. I don't even know how to react, honestly, Jay and Greg. And uh, Chris is, uh, you know, someone I look up to as well in the business who was just on before me. And, you know, we were put on a committee um, months ago, back in March, to give some feedback and thoughts to the mayor, the governor, etc., and it does—it just doesn't seem like they listen. It, it, it's like, you know, we're just there, kind of as puppets. And uh, you know, this stuff is very, very—it's like I said, I'm—I'm I'm at a loss for words right now because I've already gone through it once, and now I have to do it again. And now it's even worse because it's Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Um, and what are, what is everyone going to do through the holidays? You know, uh, it, it makes me sad. It makes me sick to my stomach. 
And just like Chris said, you know, I'm making a list right now of who I have to furlough. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well. So, uh, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard to put into words right now. It makes me sick to my stomach as well, chef. And I have personal conversations with you and kind of just taking your pulse as we've navigated through this together truly, but it's coming to a point in time to where restaurants and restaurant tours and restaurant owners are having to make that tough decision because let's face it, you do not have, you're not sitting on a stack of cash that you just have an endless surplus of money. Uh, I'm sure you're being faced with the very real reality that for your businesses to survive, you're going to have to look at personal debt. Is that an option? You know, like Chris was saying earlier on, we had the PPP money and a lot of the people that I talked to did, did fairly well. Meaning of course we didn't do the numbers we did in 19, but we did well enough um, to make money quote unquote, if all this PPP money is forgiven, but now we're having to use it to get through fall and winter. And some will be able to sustain and make it through and some quite frankly, won't. Um, we're hoping there's more PPP money, but you can't count on that. And so, um, you know, people like the Tag Restaurant Group, we have to do a capital call, meaning we have to call the investors and say, hey guys, this is where we're at. And you know what? Some of the investors may put in money and some may not. That's, um, and the truth of the matter is for tag restaurant group, we will probably close a few restaurants for good, some for the season. And, uh, we know that we're also going to take a pretty big hit. We're talking like hundred thousand dollar losses per month. And, uh, you know, we're weighing out our options right now. And I'm not even kidding. You know, it's it's mind-blowing that last year we had 620 employees. Right now we have 200. And maybe by next week we'll have 25. <laughs> I, I'm. It, it's been a long time since I've been at a loss for words, Chef. You know, I, I, I get it. Everyone wants to be safe and needs to be safe. But like, like Chris said, what, why are you starting it on Friday? You know, like now I have to call hundreds of reservations that we have to cancel because it's fucking Denver, Denver restaurant week. Right. So what is going on with that? So we just spent all this time and money to campaign for that to help restaurants out. And now literally I'm calling hundreds of reservations to tell them we're closed because we don't have tents at any of our restaurants. So trying to swallow that pill is really, really hard. I feel you bleeding right now. It, it breaks my heart. Um, you are, you're the steward of so many folks, the industry people that look up to you and employees that count on you. And 
really just that helpless feeling of not having the answers right now just must be devastating to you as you navigate into this next left-hand turn that's been taken. What is next? Um, you mentioned maybe the attrition of a couple of your restaurants. Is that something that you can share with us here on the show today? No, because it has to do with leases and lawyers and landlords and all that kind of fun stuff. So, but it's something that uh, uh, is unfortunately very real. And again, it's it's mind blowing. Like I said, to 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 see what we did in nineteen and see what we're doing in two thousand twenty, and. If you're a gambler, I don't know how you kind of keep 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 going on this, right? There, there's no, I, I don't see an end in sight. Everyone tells me there's a vaccine and it's 90% or 95% this and a new president that and, you know, but w when is that? Do we know January, March, mm -hmm. June, November next year? Nobody knows. No. So... And the goalposts it's, keep moving. and They do. That's the hardest thing. When you, you don't have, you know, you can have your game plan, but like you said, it, it changes every day and every week. And I thought the governor's speech yesterday was kind of lousy. Like, why did you wait 40 minutes to tell us about the lockdown instead of telling us right away? You know what I mean? Like, let's get to the point, guys. We're all in this together, and information needs to be told right away, not not sugarcoated, not not hidden. And I'm not even kidding. Today, I'm opening the Colorado Mills Mall because I've been planning this for a month. So we've been training for two weeks. We brought in food. We've hired new people. And now maybe tomorrow or the next day, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do with thousands of dollars worth of food and staff again it's mind-boggling hmm. what do you need from us what do you need from the community what can we do to help everybody stay positive stay safe but get out there and support local i mean i know it sounds like a cliche or you know whatever uh Everybody needs us. Last night we went online and we looked who's open, who can we help out? And we went and uh, helped out a restaurant last night. We try to do that at least once a week as a family and get takeout. And um, uh, I think it's very important to help everybody out. Even the chains need help, but think of your local people independent restaurants, retailers, everybody first. That's what I would say. Agreed. Right? Absolutely agreed. Okay. Um, there it was. Yeah. I, and that makes me want to cry, man. It does. That's Troy Gard. You joined it. Hey, if you're what, 
Drake has one shirt. <laughs> hey, listen, Times man. are tough. Nobody noticed that. You tell you brought it Greg up. Greg has one shirt. Yeah, it. that was from me. That hey, was... in your defense, that was like a week ago, all right? So <laughs> well, I, I have them lined it's up. It's your Tuesday for... shirt. Yeah, it, that yeah. interview was Tuesday. Yeah, I take them to the it, – it costs a lot of money to take your shirts to the dry cleaners. like 15 bucks a shirt, right? Would you dry clean that? Yeah, though? but that, I'll is... wear it three or four times. Well, but I'm saying is that a dry cleanable yeah, shirt? That, I've, I, I, I've never owned any garb uh, that I would that would need to be dry cleaned. Really? I can't figure out the math on what that even means. I don't think they do it. I think they iron everything and put it on hangers for you. Do you? Um, you're seeing it happen now. We're going to get to your feedback. And um, I do want to talk to you about <laughs> Jeff. Woo! Hey, that's uh, that, let's bring that full screen. Let's play that, Jay. You want to do that? Yeah, okay. let's do that. Breckenridge. That's Breckenridge, Colorado, Jay. That's not. Um, you know, that's not major city. That's Breckenridge, Colorado. They care about their community. I'm one, where, where's this in Denver? Like, would you go? Would you, I'd go, you know. Where's this in Denver? The conversation. You see stuff like that. This is, and that, that's the thing. That's the media narrative is when you watch something like that, these are irresponsible people that are trying to kill your grandparents. That's what you get. These from are the not media. people that yeah. are doing the everything they can to be heard that their small businesses are going under about to die. Look at you can see that. I mean, it's not showing it, but all these people—they all have masks on. They're holding signs. These are the true patriots, right? We, we I mean, we need that here. We need the conversation. We need to control the narrative. Forget, forget Polis, man. I mean, he—he's <laughs> not doing anything new. He's following Gavin. Uh, he's, he's following Cuomo. He's, he's following, the, he, he's a follower. He's not a leader. Okay? And, and if you're, I'm under great authority. The governor watches the show. Your Honor, thank you for watching. Listen to us. Look around. There's no relief. This is cruel, cruel and unusual, right? This makes no sense. Where's the relief? You get very patient guys. I mean, very up, uh, Andrea Fritzi, Il Posto. He's up there early. He's like, this isn't, I'm going to make the best out of what. Even he's growing impatient. Even he's growing impatient. Jeff Rourke and A-plus beverage solutions. Jeff Rourke. He's the man with the plan. Taps. Your taps, right? I know that's not on top of your mind. Tap installations and delicious tasting beer and just take anything and get at this point, right? I don't care if, it, if my beer has foam, but you will. You will care again. And I know Jeff right now. He's been a support, the longest running supporter of the Modern Eater show, bringing you what you're watching today. Jeff Rourke, a family man, 20 years in the business, cares about this community like no other. We used to add no value to Jeff. Back when the show was little weekend Saturday show on KHOW, right? <laughs> he seemed like he was just throwing his money down a hole. I mean, I don't know. That well, might be a stretch, but li- li- I kind of. I, but, <laughs> but he believed. He believed in the process. He believed in us. He believed in the community. 
he believed in the collective people, right? And, and right now it still feels the exact same way. Jeff Rourke and A Plus Beverage Solutions. Here's what I tell you to do. I give you his phone number all the time, 720-272-3809. Do this now. If you're watching, do this. What, who's on here? Amanda, Lauren, Ramon, Al, Penny, Irby, Lori, Matt, Irby. Play. Write this phone number down. Call Jeff and thank him. 720-272-3809. It's a cell phone. You'll probably get a machine. Maybe not. Jeff might answer. Call him up and thank him. Thank him for what he's been doing for the community. Putting his money where his mouth is. Keeping this organization, the Modern Eater, going. right? Along with many others. right? I mean, listen, all of our sponsors, same thing. Jeff, longest running. Give him a call. Call his cell phone. Thank him for us. 720-272-3809. Uh, back in the flash, we'll put a ribbon around this thing. We'll be, uh, again, back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. If you have a comment, now's the time. If you're watching this from any other stream, YouTube, another person's Facebook page, get to the Modern Eater. While you're there, like us. That'd be great. Click on notifications so you know when we go live. But comment. We want your feedback. The poll. Today is poll. This is interesting. Are the current restrictions and mandates fear-driven or needed? 93% say fear-driven. 2% say needed. If that's true, why are you sitting on your hands? What are you doing? I want you to sound off. In the, I'm calling you out. Yes, I'm calling you, Mr. and Mrs. America. Get on the stream and tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing, where you're at, where you're at with this. We'll read your, I don't care what it is, right? I'm used to taking it. People take shots at me all the time. I'm used to it, right? But you're not. That's why you reach out to me personally. So let me take the shot at me. I'll read what you got. You want to email me in person? Or in person. You want to email me? You're, hopefully you do it in person. Greg at themoderneater.com. We'll be back. Read your comments next. Um. Uh, yeah. We, I told you, Jay. No, I mean, you, you did. knew here, I was ready. Here, here, I would say I'm going to put a no. ribbon on this thing when we get back. <laughs> I did that four minutes ago. Why weren't you ready? <laughs> well, I'm ready now, okay. and uh, here we go. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms, and I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. Hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado, your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world. And then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey, Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trouble with the Annex by Ardent Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on. 
locally in the state. We're headquartered right here and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning it into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. Back to the show in just a minute, but before we do that, you just heard from some uh, great local sponsors of the Modern Eater Show, one of them being Aspen Baking, aspenbaking.com, and our good friend uh, Jeff Nations right here. And he's, he's the definition of small business, hardworking, community. He's that guy, and he's a sponsor of the show, and we can't tell you how much we love his bread. And normally I do a, you know, a thing where I've got more energy and I'm, I'm a bread guy, it's it's tough right now to have that energy. It's tough right now to to be positive. So it's more of a serious thing. But it's it's support Jeff and support AspenBaking.com. And if it's not AspenBaking.com, it's the, it's the next guy. It's it's the uh, Twisted Apes in Colorado Springs. Just su- support local and Jeff Nations at Aspen Baking Company. Trust me when I tell you that that he's an advocate of small business. He's an advocate of the Modern Eater Show, and he's an advocate uh, for you. So do the same in your community wherever that is we just happen to be in colorado sweet yes any any small bit any local right but in the call to actions right call what what can we control we can control uh if brian freeman he'd say no more uh, no more of that money wandering Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. brian you're right keep that money here local buy local if you (laughs) you know don't don't order that off amazon Order it here locally. Hey, Jay, do you know who Baggy is? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, you do? I kind of do. You kinda? I mean, I kind of. I, wa- oh, I, wa- saw, oh, I watched it. Why? Yeah. Look, I'm cheating. Yeah. Um, so, I, yes, I do. Baggy. Baggy. Baggy's a mascot of El Posto. You know, I mean, here's the thing. The creativeness of our small businesses just, and I, I don't even know how humor, you know, we, we still need a little bit of humor. Sure, we we do. I mean, I mean, things are serious right now. I mean, listen, we are on the brink, right? But Baggy, if this doesn't make you smile, I don't know what will. Are you ready for Baggy, Jay? Yeah, hit me. You're not. Uh, El Posto's to call bag mascot. We're still open on 26 Larimer, and we have a huge patio. We'd like you to come down and support us. So make a reservation tonight. We have heaters, but we can't guarantee you're going to get one. If staying home's your game, find us on Toast.com or True DoorDash. We have canned cocktails and pre-order pies available for your last-minute Thanksgiving plans. So come support us. We hope to see you real soon. (laughs) Baggy. That's Baggy the mascot. And um, encouraging you to hit a patio. That's the call to action, right? That's what's going to wake up. In order for Nine News to go out there, I don't, I don't know why I keep saying Nine News, any one of them, any one of your locals, right? Four, seven, nine, 30, Fox 31. 
any one of your locals, in order for them to pay attention to you, it, it, it's going to have to be appealing, right? It's going to have to be salacious. It's going to have to be all of you with a concerted message. Flood these patios. Flood their dining rooms, their snowy dining rooms all over the front range in Denver. Flood them. Sit out on them. Have fun. Eat. Support them. Yeah, when's the last time, you know, you had a double cheeseburger with a, with a your, your snowboarding jacket? And on. by the way, Andrea Fritzi, those pies, take them up on that pie offer. You will be glad you did. Pies off the hook. Cocktails to go. Whole nine yards. But right now, I think we need to pack the patios. Hashtag pack the patios. Trend it. Get it trending. Pack the patios. Hashtag pack the patios. We... Supporters of restaurants or restaurants, bars and restaurants. <laughs> we as supporters of restaurants. That's right. Um, we <laughs> we want to flood those patios because um, it will be shown. Unity. It'll be shown. We, we're willing to do it too. You know, relegated to the darkness of of alleys and corners and patios. Pretty soon you're going to be eating. In your closet, Jay. Well, you do eat in your closet. You don't want anybody to see you eating. Well, I didn't, well, know. You know, what I I didn't know we were bringing that up on the show, but all right. <laughs> that's uh, the closet, yeah. right? Um, so tomorrow we'll be back here at 2 o'clock. I don't know. Is anybody still watching the show? Yeah, let me read some of these comments. Okay, you know? go ahead. Uh, from Kathy. My thought is that there are, some in pa- there are some in power who want the people gathering and talking about what is happening. If we talk, we may come up with our own solutions, not theirs. Oh, my God. Becca says, Colorado Springs need to support our local businesses. I think they are, but maybe, maybe not. Mark Henry. Uh, our, our chef friend down in the Springs. We're cleaning over and over and over again all day long. I know. it. I mean, it's safer at restaurants. Hashtag safer at restaurants. Not safer at home. You're not even safe at home anymore. Your gatherings have been... Can't, you can't gather at home. Mm-mm. Chef Mark says, also says they can't be at all of our locations at once. Yeah, I know that. And that's the thing, you know, as you guys gather and you're saying, okay, well, let's, let's just o- reopen. In, until the narrative has changed or shifted until the governor stops telling you how unsafe restaurants are, your everyday person's not going to go. Until that narrative changes and people feel comfortable through that media narrative, shame on you local stations. Keith commenting on uh, when Chuck was talking about the, the governor's money, he says, I believe he inherited his wealth as I understand it. Mark Henry, we appreciate all of your help, too, Greg and Jay. Greg and Jay. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Chef. Um, doing it's, what we it's can. easy, right? Rep- your well, everyday I mean, it, is- yeah, the supporting's easy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of work. I hate the thought of people thinking we don't work hard, you know, so let's get that out of there. Like, uh, we, we enjoy it, but it, it ain't easy. Where are you, brother? Uh, Rebecca Berry. Rebecca Berry says, uh, the lecturing is getting old. Do something other than pointing a finger. Come up with a solution. I have yet to see anyone without a mask in a restaurant. Small bit. I'm sorry, let me start that again. Come up with a solution. I have yet to see anyone without a mask in a restaurant, small business, and bars. Uh, 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 parentheses, those that were open. Reading out loud is not that easy. Uh, true. No, I mean, well, I mean, I think I do all right. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Berry says, I worry about the mental health of our industry family. That is my biggest concern. Okay, right slow now. down. Totally. Rebecca Berry. Right on. That's why there are, um, and, and I hope you know about this organization, it's Chow. Okay. 
culinary, hospitality, hospitality outreach, outreach, and, and wellness. wellness. We got it. Hey, man, look what... The Facebook page, okay? Industry Facebook page. All about, we need to get Dr. Sarah Metz back on, too. My mom said that to me yesterday. She's where, where's Dr. Sarah? Sarah she, you know, I've, like, I've, she left I've talked to her a couple on times on a daily basis at the very upbeat. Right? She, unfortunately, right now in her profession, you know, with the the, the mental help, she's busier. Everybody's than ever. losing their. It's <laughs> gonna say it. We don't cuss. Me and Jay try not to cuss on the show on in the real show. life. Yeah, I mean, you know us. On. But they are losing it. Yeah, and I fear I have people reaching out to me as I'm cutting up my eyes. I'm just blind at night looking into a computer screen trying to find information and, and what people are doing and bring it into this pneumatic tube. People are reaching out to me like, hey, man, I'm drinking. I'm, I'm hitting the bottle hard. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. I don't know, I don't know where to turn. I'm, my mental health is just out because nothing makes sense. Of course your mental health is having because nothing makes sense. Yeah. There's no rhyme. There's no reason. There's no. There, there's nothing to compare this to. It's New Cut Road. It's amazing that we're even seeing this happening. Logic is thrown out the window. It's gone. Logic. Later. See ya. And if I could take a sentence from Dr. Sarah Metz, I know she'd back me up on this to where it's important that these people that are going through this, that they understand right now that you aren't alone. You know, the feelings that you're having and the anxiety. But and, at the and end of the day, what does that stuff? even matter when, when you're well, just like, okay, thank you. I love the encouragement. I love all of that. But tomorrow I'm facing with throwing my keys into the dining room of my restaurant that's been in my family, Zadie's restaurant. Go, I mean, go down the line. Go down the line. That, that's still going to happen, Jay. Well, I know that's still going to happen. But all I'm saying is, is that. You know, that there's other people going through similar or the exact same situation. The, the, what, you need to, what you need to remember, and hopefully, because water finds its own level at every point in time. Water's finding its own level right now. It's called the evening. The evening is taking place. People are catching on. You know, we're not all stupid. We're not all pinheads, okay? Governor spoke today. What do I need to do, right? He's getting his information from his cronies in other states. These guys said, you know, Jay... Wear your mask while you're eating, and, and in between bites, take it down, okay? That's what these dudes are telling you. Yeah. yeah. People are getting fed up with it. They just want rhyme and reason. And listen, I think most people are reasonable. You give them some solid scientific data and statistics, they're going to, we all want to follow the rules. We all want to wear masks, you know? Uh, Mike Irby says, nice shirt, Greg. Man, Irby. My Irby. You would. Dude. He also says two comments. What's wrong with you, dude? He also I says, love potatoes. I love potatoes. I don't, I don't I know don't where that, that comes either. from, but that, that's all right. Nah, nah, um, yeah, Ruby Hirschberger, who, who watches uh, religiously, yeah, says thank you for all you, for all all you, you do, do, and it's, thank it's you, Ruby. It. So there's a lot of great people in this industry. Um, Jason Wayne, who, I mean, tune into one of his inspirational things at night. Uh, what is it? Food Service Power Plant. Check yeah. that out. He's pouring love into the community. Pouring love. Giving you motivation. Tangible ways of pushing that reset button. We're going to get Jason on the show. Mark that down, Jay. Jason Wayne. Uh, Jensen Cummings, another guy. Best served podcast. Check that out, right? Um, the list goes on and on. The list goes on and on of people. You have your own little media company, your voice. Your page, you know, either you can post something about Washington politics that has nothing to do with your everyday life, okay? 
or you can post something about a small business. So marching orders. You want marching orders, Jay? Here's your thing. Everybody, use your personal media, your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter. Please, I beg you, hashtag safer at restaurants. Utilize that hashtag and lift up a small business. Say something nice about why you like that small business and why somebody should support that business. Something cool, you know, something as easy as like, man, they're, 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 they're making burgers that have, uh, I don't know, the special sauce. It's fantastic. Here's, here's what I enjoy about their burger. Or Your spaghetti makes me smile. And it's not just restaurants. It's all small business. You know, you're knitting socks out there, and you're trying to sell them for Christmas mm -hmm. to keep your family alive, your side hustle. Um, hook it. Oh, also, Mark Whistler from uh, formerly The Goods, now Route 40 Cafe. I think you can Google it. We'll put the link on this stream. He came up with a great idea. So service industry folks, you know, again, getting kicked in the ass, out to the curb, go get in the unemployment line or, or you know, sit online to watch the website crash. He's got a job board of side hustle stuff that you can get paid cash money for. Little, you know, certain things, you know. I don't think they're all grunt jobs, but so, I mean, I'm not above a grunt job. You got a hundred bucks, I'll come get that hundred dollars. You need your, well, maybe. I'm the definition of a grunt job, man. You want, you got an old refrigerator that just needs to disappear, I'm your guy. Um, but more important than that, narrative, narrative, narrative. Change the narrative. What's Giving Tuesday? Something just popped up from Ruby. What's Giving Tuesday, Ruby? Clicking on this link. It better not send me. A global generosity movement, December 1st, 2020. This looks, I, looks like I need to dig into this before I start uh, promoting it. Well, Anytime I see something global generosity movement, I, and global, I mean, don't get me wrong, but I want to see the local generosity movement. And it's just so, it's showing how unorganized we are. How unorganized we are. Because we all just wanted to play by the rules. So as we um, continue on with this holiday week, we need to think of each other. And I think we can do that. Support your restaurants. Go dine in their patios or their, dining, their indoor dining rooms that are outdoors now, that are indoors and that they can go to and that you can, I don't know, what the, the, the dial keeps changing. You got, it's like a full-time job to remember what you can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Do what I do. Uh, nothing. It, it, <laughs> do what Jay does. I, I, mean, I it's do things. It's very you know? safe when you do nothing. <laughs> the only people that we see in a day other than Zoom is Jay and I. Well, I, and we, <laughs> I wasn't saying start a parade. I proposed it. to you the other day. I said, hey, man, this, has, this is just me and you. Oh, yeah. Let's get together in a, in, a, in a marriage, right? We can do that. And, and, and it's not a monogamous civil, a, a at all. A civil union. It's not even a sexual thing. We won't touch each other. I'll cheat on you. Guaranteed, <laughs> right? But we'll live together. We'll sh share the grocery. This is where I want a plot of land. I'm not even joking. I want to find a plot of land. Watering up at the thought of waking up to, to you after five years of six to seven days a week. You know, that's all yeah. I need is to get home yeah. and go like, uh, oh, Greg, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, let's, uh, what, what's on Netflix? Let's go. What's a good story we could leave people with? 
A Jay Parker story. Jay Parker story? Yeah. Um, should it be the nachos? What should it be? Uh, yo, from the bar world yeah. or like from being, you know, a six-year-old bar throwing world. things? Um, from the bar world. Uh, I mean, I could do The phone guy. The phone the guy? guy you, want the the phone, phone. you want the phone the guy? Classic one? Jay Parker, man. Hey. You guys are in for a treat. If you hung on this long... Don't let them down now because I'm really there, I'm there's, hyping there's this There's 14. Up. Don't okay. go anywhere. you 14 because I'm telling you. This is going to be. The, I'm telling you. I don't know. Okay, let's mark the time. It's 3.48, right? And this is when Jay Parker gets into the zone. The crease <laughs> is storytelling <laughs> mode. People, you know, and you hate the term because you don't even – more cowbell, right? Do you more like, cowbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's from – that's from – More Jay Parker. More Jay Parker. Oh, well, I agree with that. I don't know about the cowbell. People say more Jay Parker. Okay, without further ado, here is a story. Why the bartender hates you, Okay. And Jay has renownedly, I don't know, I'll set it up, but you're a, a lifetime service industry person. Mm-hmm. You have, have you had a job outside of the service industry besides this? Uh, yeah, I did. I actually worked for uh, the forestry. Oh, Aurora, you pulled uh, stumps. The, the Aurora <laughs> uh, Forestry Department. How do I not want you doing And, <laughs> and here, let me answer a question to all the people when I worked for the Aurora Forestry Department. Does Aurora have a forest? <laughs> they got trees, man. Come on. We cut them oh, down man, and you, stumps. And, you know. he, doesn't, he doesn't get an opportunity much to be able to do this. I don't know where it's going to lead us, but you are about to embark on Jay Parker's <laughs> story time right now. Can I get your hands up? I wish there were, you know. People all over the like, let me hear a story. If you want to hear a story from Jay Parker, comment in the stream right now. If you don't, that should be the poll. <laughs> that should be the poll. Well, let me start because the Here, people let me we, close the we've poll already down. lost three people. Show po- <laughs> no, we haven't. We're we lost three. We're at 17. Now we're, we're show, down. They're like, show, uh, oh, you want the They're baby. like, where's this I know. stupid story? You know? Show in result. And, and it's so hard for me to get Jay to cut out like interviews and stuff just because of time, not because he doesn't want to. But I'll guarantee you he'll cut this one out. <laughs> and he'll have this if you standing alone. On the I'm going to cut out. Show I cut out. Here's cut. our poll for the day. We lost another person. Yeah. Are the current restrictions and mandates fear-driven or needed? You guys, fear-driven coming in. And we just closed the poll, 88%, and needed at 12%. I think that speaks volumes right there. Okay, without further ado, with 13 people, let's see if it rises. 14 people, Jay. Go get them. It's story time with Jay Parker. Okay, so here, I'm keeping the cameras the same because it it looks the best, just so you know. Um, So here's the thing. Uh, uh, I've come from the service industry for over 30 years. Now, I want to tell you a story about a time where I managed a bar downtown. It was called Pat's Bar and Grill, right below Crocs at 16th and Market. And if you've been around, you remember Crocs, you remember Pat's. Pat's is in the basement location. Okay, Uh, Friday night. We used to stay a little bit open late for food in between 2 and 3 o'clock. Turns out that was illegal. We found out from our insurance company. They squashed that. But before that happened, one night, we're busy. Got Hang a, on. Put it on full screen on you. You want And to? your you, in, viewers are increasing. Oh, okay. Well, I'll so take this Get down. your hands going. I'll take so this down. I'm going to take your name. Take your shirt off, off while of you me. do this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So anyway, um, so Friday night, it's busy. After... Two o'clock in the normal bars, uh, time closes down. We stayed open for food. A bunch of drunk lunatics came in to get a Philly cheesesteak and, you know, rah, 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 and all this stuff. Normal Friday night. Saturday afternoon rolls around, and I come in for my shift on Saturday night. We can't find... I was the general manager. Somebody put me in charge of some things. We can't find the cordless phone. Normal, right? I mean, somebody put it somewhere. I've even found it in the walk-in or a, a reach-in cooler behind the bar because somebody does something. We can't find the cordless phone. So 
we're trying to find it. I'm just looking, and I'm going under rocks and everything. Somebody smarter than myself and, and 20 years younger said, um, why don't you check the security cameras from last night, and we'll compare that to the last phone call that came in on the caller ID. Yeah, well, that works. Ingenious, right? So yeah. that's what I do. I went to community college. I can accomplish those things. So I go to the caller ID, last call, you know, two, 234. The duration of the call was important because you know somebody answered it, right? Okay, 234. Go back to the cameras. Pull up the camera of where that phone was. We had different cameras at 234. I see the lovely young server on the phone taking a to-go order or what have you. She answers it. Hangs it up, sets it down on the counter. Now I'm watching this, and I, so I'm going, well, there's the phone. Okay, I've got it, right? I've got the phone. I've got the last call. Here we go. There's two guys standing next to her, and if you're an industry person, you, you know what somebody looks like when they're waiting for a to-go order. You know what I mean? And if you know, you know what I mean. And so as I'm watching this security camera, I realize, you know what? These guys are waiting on a to-go order. Okay, but there's the phone right there on the table. Let's watch it. So I'm watching this phone, and I'm getting increasingly animated, right? Because the time I could, and so here it comes. This guy, one of the guys of the two guys, he kind of looks down, notices the phone. I said, here we go. Take that phone. Do it. I just want an answer. That's all I want is to where it is. <laughs> so as this guy's kind of looking around, you know, and it's, uh, some of us know that look too, you know, where you're about to do something you shouldn't. He's looking around, you know. He says, uh, here's a phone that serves no purpose for me. Let me, uh, you know, like this. Whoop. <laughs> Whoop. Into his pocket. While I'm watching this, I go, at least I have the answer to the phone right, of where it is. doesn't give me the phone back, and, and, and I have no idea who this person is. They don't look familiar to me. So, I, you know, for a couple of seconds, I'm like, well, dang. Got the answer? Great. But I would really love to get this guy. I would really love to get it. So as this is happening, they still have the I'm waiting for food look. So I know that there's a to-go order coming out. I know there is. And sure as that, here comes the to-go order. Now, my mind, as you can tell, is genius, right? So as this is happening, inside of my head, I'm going, please, universe, make this man with, with, with our cordless phone in his pocket, please make him pay with a credit card. Please make him pay with a credit card because guess what? If you do, I got you, right? Because I'm management, baby, back of the house. It's called this in a computer. And then I have who you are. Here comes his food. Son of a gun, he okay. takes out a credit card. If you card. want the rest of this story, send oh. $9.99. That's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> Go good. Go ahead. $1.99 to my Venmo. <laughs> um, he pays with a credit card. This guy pays with a credit card. The thief. The thief. Pays the guy with, with the card. phone in his pocket goes into his other pocket and brings out MasterCard, right? <laughs> Whatever. And so I go, Beautiful. I match up his order from the time, get his name. Okay, now I have his name, Greg, right? I have his name. I don't have a phone, 
but I got his name and I have the video and I, you know, and it's like, so what do I do? Now, keep in mind, this is a $100 cordless phone. This isn't a cheap guy. You know, this is, this is a quality cordless phone. So I, now I ha- now I have the guy, I have the phone, or I, I know what happened to the phone. What do I do? So I call law enforcement, right? I mean, that's what you do when you catch somebody stealing your stuff. So I'm talking to, uh, you know, whoever it was at Denver's, you know, uh, non-emergency number. And I kind of tell him the story. He's like, what's the name? I give the gentleman the name. He runs the name, you know, fairly common name. So he's like, well, listen, man, you know, like a bunch of them pop up. But if they pop up in my system, everybody in this system has had a problem, right, you know, with, the, with law. And so, you know, I said, so what do I do? I, do I file a thing? Do I try to track this guy down? He's like, man, he's like, it's up to you. He's like, you can. But, you know, you can get the feeling sometimes where they're like, dude, just get on with your life. And so I had that feeling. But then the, the super genius part kicked back in. And so I go, well, what if I put $100 charge on this guy's credit card? And I asked the – I told the officer. I wasn't trying to hide this. I mean, this is straight-up extortion, yeah, and I'm totally happy with it. And so I said, well, what if I put a $100 charge on this guy's card because I'm able to do that with the back of the house, just like refunding a credit card for a mistake you can put something on? And I said, and then, you know, like, let's say I just wait for him to call. Just, God bless him. This guy's like, yeah, do that. And I go, you're real. I was expecting him to be like, sir, that's extortion. And he's like, go ahead. I was, man, that's all I needed. So that's exactly what I did. I put $100 charge on Tom Smith's uh, credit card, right? And then. I hung up the phone. It's, it's done. I went to the staff, and each one of the staff that I, I said, listen, when somebody calls talking about a $100 charge on their credit card, normally, I mean, it would come to me anyway. I said, but don't anybody say anything. If I'm off, if it's my day off, which was one, I go, you call me, and I will come down. And, and so we're waiting, and we're waiting for this guy. Three days, whatever. Three days? Who knows? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Days. I can't remember yeah. how long Long enough it was. for someone to check their statement. Exactly. Three days. And so three days later, the most beautiful human being in the world, whoever it was, opens the office door and says, hey, you know what you told us about the guy? I go, yeah? I go, yeah? And they go, he's on the phone. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, my God. You know, I had to get my stuff together, right? You know, make sure everything's good. (laughs) Shut. Lock the office door, right? Here we go. Here we go. And so I answer the phone, and and I'm trying to keep it together. You know, I'm just – and so I say, uh, hello, you know, this is uh, Parker. Uh, Hey, man. Yeah, listen, I was in there the other night, and – you know, I, I got some to-go food, and it was, you know, 30 bucks or something. And uh, there's this charge on my credit card for $100 even, and so I'm just trying to figure out what it is. And there we go. And so here I am, Greg, and it's uh, – <laughs> I, I mean, oh, I'm so excited. Batman I, Justice. I've never been this excited. I could only compare it to, like, a child or something, yeah. you know, to yeah. how excited you yeah. are for this. And so I go, oh, hmm. And as I'm trying to uh, think about what I'm going to say, I just – Dumped it all out at the same time, and I go, uh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, mother, you want to know what happened to your family? You know, and so I kind of lose my, my thing of my mind a little bit, in the se- and, I, and I dump it all out. I said, yeah, I know what happened with a $100 charge. I said, my cordless phone cost me $100. Everything's mine when you're upset, you know, even though I paid nothing for it. I said, uh, I know what happened to $100. You took my phone. My phone cost $100. Ergo, the $100 charge on your credit card is something, this, that, and the other thing. And if you want to talk about it, I'd be more than happy. And I dump it all up. And there's a little bit of silence, right? 
and I'm just waiting. And I'm amped up like I'm going to get in a fight, like there's somebody <laughs> right in front of me, you know, just egging me uh, on. And I, so I'm a standing up, you know. And so uh, he says, uh, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that I did that. And it deflated me a little bit, you know, because I wanted him to be kind of, yeah. you know, an ass about it, but whatever. And so he's like, so I'm so sorry. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you are sorry, mister. <laughs> you know, like, and so then I'm like, well, hey, what, where do I go with this now? So he, so he says, uh, I, so I say to him, I said, and listen, I said, our phone costs $100. That's $100. Yeah. I go, I don't know why you want the phone. I said something about, like, you probably have it on your coffee table and you're telling stories to your buddies, which is probably what yeah, it is. Yeah, I was going to say, last time I checked, you need both parts of that cordless phone for it to work. Am I, am I wrong about that? No, no, but I mean, I mean it's, it's the could same. Could he have had that same exact phone and he lost his? I mean, I, I doubt Because it, without any of that, did you ask him why he did it? I can't rem- I truly can't because remember. Because that just sounds like so. the type of guy no. that's going to go into your restaurant and go into the men's room and pee on the toilet paper roll just to pee on the toilet paper. Well, sure. I mean, it's the reason why, listen, we all have done things and no pee. And it's like I didn't dislike this guy. I get it. I've done dumb stuff before. And maybe there's even a possibility I've taken something I what, shouldn't have taken before. What justice that was. It I had it, I, felt oh, well, so uh, Hold on. Oh, I'm, there's, I'm, there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more. So, uh, so he says, I'm so sorry, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I said to him, I said, listen, man, you know, this is what I would have looked like if if he had, I said, uh, listen, man, and if you try to pull some stuff and you call your credit card company and you say that that $100 chart, that you didn't spend that, because credit card companies, sure. if you do that, yeah, they'll, they, by law, they have to send out a notification to mm-hmm. the business. And I said, and I get a notification that says you're contesting this $100 charge? I said, guess what, brother? I said, the Denver sheriff that I talked to said that your name popped up in a system and that may or, you may or may not want to have, my, have me press charges against your name. You know, and so all you this lied stuff. to him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, basically. Well, no, the guy said his name came up in the search. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. yeah. It came so, up in the search. And, anyway, so and, so, and so he says, uh, he said to me, he's like, dude, he's like, I swear to God. He's like, you will never hear from me again. I live. Oh, you know what? He lived in Fort Collins. Oh, my God. I forgot an important oh, part of the story. Well, here's what I tried to do first, and, and, and bear with me, and, and, and thank you. But I, when I originally started the conversation with him, I tried to get him down there because I wanted to do it in person. I wanted to see his eyes when I just belittled him, you know? And uh, when I tried that, he's like, oh, man, I live in Fort Collins, and I was only down for the weekend, you know, like that. And that's, and that's when I was like, oh, in that case, listen up, you mother, you know, you took her. And then I lost it on him. And anyway, so I got my justice. He's like, dude, he's like, you'll never hear from me or see me again. That's great. And that's you went out and 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 like that and and I don't even know what I did after that. I mean, like I say, that was probably one of the best moments in my life. And and, and you just can another reason why your bartender hates you. It's because of guys like that. Mm-hmm. And you and Jay, first of all, I love that story, and you've got a ton of them. I think we need more of that on the show. Uh, it's tough to find any kind of humor um, or levity in such a very very important time in our lives, but. Um, it's us. We need, to, we need to gather and take care of each other and get the collective voice. Switch that narrative, okay? Safer at restaurants. Uh, Mike Irvy, I figured out what he said when he said... Oh, when he's talking potatoes? Yeah, he saw Amber Strohauer. <laughs> and, oh. I mean, stop. Why wouldn't he love potatoes? That's uh, right. Oh, uh, yes, indeed. Hashtag safer at restaurants. Hashtag safer at restaurants. You guys, thank you for tuning in uh, 2 p.m. every single day. We want to get back to normal. Again, I feel like I'm obligated to show people around of our beautiful studio kitchen, Colorado. Chefs, 
Um, look at this. This is Studio Kitchen Colorado. This is the home of the modern eater. Oops, sorry, it's a little messy. Yeah, Here's we've our got kitchen. a couple things working over there. We've got some know. cool stuff. We want you to come play in our kitchens. That's why we want you to be around. Um, this is Studio and, Kitchen, uh, Colorado. What? You know, can't, be, can't talk about the kitchen without bringing up Elevation Food Service reps because uh, a lot of the stuff in here is theirs. and, and uh, They're, they're out, outfitting more of it, man. Colorado Mills. I mean, all of this. But this is, this is your playground, you guys. I want you to come in here and um, let's get back to normal. It's going to take all of us together as a community. Cool. I don't know where that was, Jay. Yeah, that's pretty go. close. Is it pretty close? That's pretty close. Okay, we'll wrap it up here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Reach out to us. Uh, you can email me direct, greg at themoderneater.com. People are just coming out of the woodworks. If you do have a gathering, just know you're going to be targeted. Take the politics out of it. Do yourself a favor. You want to have a voice that people will listen to. Check out that New York Times article and um, gather the real facts, okay? We will see you back here tomorrow, Wednesday, 2 p.m. We're hoping to get out there to patios to show you what patios are like. We'll check in with George Eater at Pizza Republica. He's going to show us around his patio. Are people going out to dine on patios? It's cold out. I hope so. Get your blankets. You know, give the half a peace sign and say, we're going to go out there. We're going to support them anyway. Mm -hmm. We love you. Take care. Mental health is everything right now. Um, we're just trying to hurry up and wait, right? Hopefully relief is on its way. Right now, we don't know when. So all we have is each other. Take care. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. The Modern Eater Show continues. Thanks, Jay Parker.